The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mags. <coughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. Hi, Chrissy. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Look, it's exactly five o'clock. Kent. Kent's late because he didn't text me. I don't even see any comments yet. He he didn't text me saying I'm late. Is anyone in the chat room? Hello. Says there's four. There we go. Oh, generally happy place. Barbecue, what's happening? Oh, there they are. Kent is watching. Then we have a mystery fourth. It could actually could be me. It actually probably is me. Kent, not a chance. Close to on time today, but still late. I, I'm literally staring at it. It says 5 o'clock. So. That's all right. Fix your clock, buddy. You're fine. Jen Lee, how are you, dear? So, Chrissy, I am so excited about today. It's, I know. It's, our guest is a legend. I know. A legend. I'm pretty excited. And he makes one of my favorite meals of all time. Mine too. Tacos. All different kinds. And all salsa. kinds. And we're gonna we're gonna oh. teach you on a one that I'm very impressed with is delicious. It's called Migas. Okay. I'm, I'm, but in I'm order to, to get to that, right. today's show brought to you by... The number one best tasting shake on the planet, Uncle Steve's Shake. Uncle Steve's Shakes are handmade, hand-measured, hand-mixed, and hand-packed. Uncle Steve's Shake is made of the finest ingredients and comes in 15 awesome flavors, including the newest additions, CJ's West Coast Shake, the Texas Cajun, and the All-American SPG, which is no sugar, no MSG, vegan, and keto-friendly. No matter what you're eating, Uncle Steve has a shake for and don't forget my personal favorite with all its peppery barbecue goodness, the sauce with no name. If you have any questions, Uncle Steve has great customer service to help you with all your shake needs. Go to UncleStevesShake.com to order your shakes today. Also on that website, have a look around. You're going to find some fantastic shake tips and recipes. You're going to be amazed at just how versatile these shakes are. And while you're online, head on over to Facebook and join Uncle Steve's Shake Nation to stay up to date with all the latest creations made using Uncle Steve's Shake and maybe even share some of your own. I wonder if you could put them in tacos. Uh, that's a dumb question. It's not a question. Oh, we can. I we have proved can. that. Ooh, dessert taco with the dessert shake. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. It's time to step up your backyard barbecue and your competition barbecue game with Uncle Steve's Shake. Uncle Steve's Shake shakes some on everything. Today, also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether I'm barbecuing or not, I always keep the smoke rolling thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, I am smoking the Las Calaveras. Thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com, I get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Today's show also brought to you by Magna Chef Gloves. Whether you're the family grill master or a potential pit professional, not potential, what was that? Or a professional pit master, quality tools make it easier for you to be your best on that grill. Longtime firefighter and founder of Magna Chef, Alan Fonte, knows a thing or two about fire management. He designed the Magna Chef gloves and the Freedom Barbecue gloves for you to get in and out of fast. With the magnetic swivel plates, you can easily slip in and out of these gloves. They're going to keep your hands cool and allow you to cook and grill safely. No more getting stuck in hot gloves. Depending on your glove preference, Magna Chef has two fantastic options. Number one, the classic Magna Chef barbecue glove made of food grade silicon web fit for a firmer grip dishwasher safe one size fits all and heat rated up to 500 degrees fahrenheit and option two is the freedom barbecue gloves it's your more traditional five finger flexible and pliable grip a 14 inch long cuff to protect your forearms made of heat resistant neoprene heat rated up to 932 degrees fahrenheit these gloves are going to help extend your time over that fire both styles of magna chef gloves are great for barbecue and kitchen use head on over to MagnaChef.com today. That's M-A-G-N-E-Chef.com. Order yourself a pair of both. And at the checkout, make sure you use the promo code FREEDOMLIES for 10% off your order. MagnaChef gloves, master the fire. Freedom barbecue gloves, take a stand, free your hand. 
Also brought to you by Custom Cutting Boards, RS.com. Ian Hemming, hailing out of Magnolia, Texas, is creating what I consider the Yeti of cutting boards. <clears throat> These boards take an absolute beating from the dishwasher board, which is your standard countertop board, to the absolutely massive 18 by 36 inch brisket board. And for all the pizza cooks out there, we got you covered too with the p- custom cutting boards RS pizza board for that perfect even slice every time. Multicolors available, multicolor combos available, engraving, UV protectant, deep lip reservoir to catch all that juicy goodness. The rubber discs on the bottom to prevent slipping even on a wet surface. These boards will not slide on you. Check them out at customcuttingboardsrs.com. Let them know I sent you. That is customcuttingboardsrs.com. Let's see, we got, like we said, we had Daddy Dutch, Jen Lee, Happy Place Barbecue, Mrs. Mags, Craw Daddy. I, uh, I was in the building when you called, brother. I'll give you a call back on the ride home. Mad Max, call you out, brother. Dave LaConte, Chris Rosinski, what's up, brother? Won't be long now. Two weeks? Three weeks? One, two, yeah, three weekends. And we'll be up in the great state of Maine at the Cork Hairs Comp. That'll be great. I'm looking, so looking forward to that. <clears throat> so, that's all the boys. And I look up on the screen and the special guest is gone. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Let's uh, keep... Oh, there he is. There he is. Okay. He, he was, <laughs> I told him he didn't have to come in until <coughs> you started introducing him. He was oh, that's all right. That's That's funny. That's funny. That can, fits his personality, say, too. No that's, one saw that, but you and that's, I, but that's fine. That was good. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited for today's guest. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram personality, mm-hmm. pit master of Smoking Lone Star Barbecue team, uh, true gentleman of the game. Family man, you know him as Ani Tex. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Ani Segovia. Ani, what's up, brother? Hey, not much, man. Just run, run, run. <laughs> I, was, I was actually, it's um, it's four o'clock here in South Texas, and I was trying to gobble down a bite of food <laughs> for lunch. That was my lunch. We've just been running 100 miles an hour today, man. Oh, I so happy to be here. Thank you for having us, man. It's an honor and a pleasure. And anytime somebody wants me to talk barbecue or cooking, I'm down. <laughs> I love it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, you, you've been a, tr- a real inspiration in, in my cooking, and, you know, I, w- I was thinking about it today because we're coming up on the on the five year anniversary next week of the show, wow. and you know, talking with everybody and every and we'll get into it with you and your barbecue classes. How that's a very important step in barbecue and especially competition barbecue is to take a barbecue cooking class because it gets you ahead of the curve. And I'm sitting Absolutely. here going, I've been truly blessed to have. All the people in five years we've I've talked to to catch bits and pieces of everything and putting it, putting it all together, trial and error, what works for me and all this. So, but but Ani, watching you and you know Mexican cuisine is it it it's one and one a between Mexican cuisine and Italian cuisine. For me, any day of the week, give me one of those, and I'm a happy man. (laughs) And God knows my love for tacos, because the beautiful thing in a taco, you can turn anything into a taco. Exactly. Everything's (laughs) better in a tortilla, man. That's what I say. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, KC, what's up, brother? So, Ani, please, for anybody who might not know you, um, you know, 
who is Arnie Segovia? How did Arnie Tex come about in, you know, your journey up to this point in the barbecue world? Well, I hail from deep South Texas, and uh, I tell people we live up here, down here, where the Rio Grande River meets the ocean. We're right there, close to the tip of Texas. Um, you know, my background is sales. You know, I was uh, sold different things, including insurance and encyclopedias as a young man, and then I got into the car business, and we were pretty successful at that for a very long time uh, in the used car business, and um, always liked to cook. Uh, my uncle, one of my favorite uncles gifted me a barbecue pit when I was little. I mean, when we got married, I'm sorry. And, um, so it's just, it's always been part of our culture for sure. A little different style. I think it's part of every culture, right. To start, park up a fire and cook something over the fire or whether it's direct or indirect, but in our culture, everything's like over direct, you know, for the most part. And, uh, so we grew up around that. And <clears throat> when I was in the car business, I was on uh, vacation in Austin, Texas one day and came across a barbecue galore store, bought a bunch of stuff. And in there, there was a magazine called um, the National Barbecue News. And uh, so we sat at the hotel. I was when I read through the whole thing, like, you know, I loved it. And there were some contests on the back uh, pages. And I told my wife, I said, man, there's some contests. People are crazy like me. You know, they like to barbecue every day. <laughs> and uh, so we went up, checked one out in Houston. A few months later and um, went back and cooked because uh, we thought our food was good, too. And uh, in comparison, and as they say, the rest is history, right? <laughs> we it. started competing uh, and uh, going outside of our local area because there were no real cook-offs down here, uh, not the sanctioned type. We had one major cook-off down here that was an annual thing the first Saturday of every December and uh, that was actually where I got my first taste of the competition itself. Uh, we had a real good time. We cooked a bunch of food. And uh, it just was something that I really had fun doing. So when this other stuff serendipitously fell in place, um, it just like we just went. And uh, I came home after that first trip. We went to judge, uh, got to visit with a bunch of people. I met some big names there. Or I should say they weren't big names then, but they became big names <laughs> after that. That was in 1998, I believe it was, late 98. And uh, so we came home, and me and my brother built a little trailer pit, the one you see on my personal or on the Smoking Lone Star page, uh, with the red, white, and blue yeah. Texas flag one. Took us six months to build it, but we got it done. And, you know, in between weekends and afternoon beer parties and stuff like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> totally from scratch. Uh, and uh, went back to Houston, and we did really well. Uh, we almost uh, RGC'd that event first time out. So after that, it's like a drug. You know, you get hooked, and you're like, oh, man. That walk, that feeling, uh, you know, you get it's just really, really like a drug. Like I said, you know, you get excited. You get your endorphins get into high gear, and your adrenaline starts going, and you're like, I want some more of that, right? <laughs> like caffeine. And uh, so we came home and uh, at that time, I mean, I worked a lot of hours full time. So we would started to go to one here and there. And later on, uh, we bought a little motor home and we would do one every other month or about every month for a couple of years. And uh, then the kids got older and we kind of got away from that and, and uh, went dirt bike racing with the kids. And uh, then they went to college. And once they got done with that, we we're like, OK, what are we going to do now? And um, I mean, I like to cook. I enjoyed the whole competition scene, so we got back into it in 2010, 2011-ish, I believe it was, and uh, started with nothing again. You know, I didn't even have a, a real trailer pit anymore. I didn't have a barbecue. I had sold everything. Um, we were some of the victims of the 08, 09 crashes, right, uh, when everything went to hell, and uh, we had just bought a restaurant right before all that happened, so we lost a bunch of money, and, and we started all over. Um, got back into competition. And we had done really well up to that point, but all of a sudden things had changed, you know, injections and brines and new powders and so many new rubs were coming along and sauces. And uh, so I kind of took me six, eight months, almost a year, I think I, I would say, to kind of find my way back into the game. And um, once we started to hit and, and one of my neighbors had told me, 
He said, you need to write your recipes down. And I didn't used to do it before that. I was just kind of like, boom, 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 throw yeah. stuff at it. And, you know, you kind of know more or less what you did last week, but it's not exact, right? And uh, so I started to write stuff down. And, and lo and behold, you know, we started to get very consistent. Uh, and we started to win. And it was in the heyday uh, of Texas competition barbecue when the oil field was just like blowing and going. So most of the events had big sponsors and big money. Uh, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars on some of them, you know, uh, total prize money. And so, I actually, I was at that point, I wasn't a manager in the carbons anymore. I was a service advisor, and I quit my job because we won a couple of events and uh, made a bunch of money. And so, I quit my job, and I tell my wife, "We're going to cook full time, right?" Uh, but nobody told me you don't always win. <laughs> so, a couple of contests later, I'm like, "Oh shit, man, we didn't make the paycheck this week. What the heck are we going to do now?" You know. Uh, but you know, we were blessed, uh, and, and fortunately we didn't have any debt at that time anymore. And, uh, so we just kind of kept going and we'd make a little here, a little there. And we got very, uh, consistent, you know, uh, to the point they'd call me Mr. Consistent here in Texas. Cause if I showed up, the odds were, we were either going to win or get very damn close to winning. Right. And, uh, so we did that through 2016, did really well. And, um, People started asking me to give classes, which I didn't, you know, think I was anything special or had capability to be a quote unquote teacher, right? I was just having fun doing my thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so we finally gave in and said, okay, let's do a class and we'll show people what we do and how we do it. And um, it was a big sellout. We did it again the very next week because we still had people who wanted to show up and that sold out. And then, you know, Anybody that's ever done classes knows that it's pretty lucrative, right? So when you get 20, 30 people in there yeah. at uh, $500 a pop, it can be pretty nice. So people started asking us to go all over the place. We'd go to Laredo and Houston and Lubbock and DFW and um, do classes. So we did that for a year, all 2017, and cooked in between a little bit. Um you know, started to get our butt whooped by people that took our classes and we're like, okay, <laughs> maybe we told them too much. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife was like, before we start, she's like, don't tell them everything. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, yeah. um, I had been to a class too, actually, you know, uh, and even though I was already like winning a lot, but you never stop learning and you yep. never are going to get that one little thing. Right. And uh, I was very disappointed, actually, at both of them. And and, and as far as what I learned uh, from, quote, unquote, big competition winning guys. Um, and so I told my wife, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to lay it all on the table. I put it all in writing, typed it all out, made copies, which nobody else ever did. Right. And I gave exact recipes, three for each, each category. And then, uh, you know, uh, life takes a turn here and there. Right. My wife. Uh, was getting had been diagnosed with cancer and so we just kind of decided to write it out in 2018 and, and take care of her around that time my son's like hey dad you should start an online class you can't go anywhere right now why don't you do something online so it took us about a year to get that all put together and then um september of 2019 we we did a, what they call a pre-launch right of our online barbecue school and uh it sold we sold a lot <laughs> a lot of them all over the country and uh, so after that, you know, we just kind of kept doing it and, and uh, it did well for a year. And then uh, COVID came along and a bunch of things changed. And uh, we sold our two acre ranch in Edinburgh, moved to McAllen. And uh, so we're just kind of hanging around the house, you know, cooking every day like everybody else couldn't do nothing else. And uh, so we just kind of decided to come up with a barbecue spice to try and, you know, make something other kind of income, you know, since uh, we weren't full-time cooks anymore. And, uh, you know, it took us six months to develop the wow, which was originally a steak and fajita rub uh, only. That's what it was created for. But people use it on everything else. So we decided to change the name to just barbecue rub. It's a little more versatile that way. And uh, so we actually started, we we're already done one or two YouTube videos, right? Uh, and we weren't really making videos, so to speak. I would just post up on Facebook more than anything. Um, and so we started to create videos mainly to promote the product, yeah. you know, the wow. And then uh, six months later, I think it was, we started with the OG salt, pepper, garlic. And uh, kind of like the other one y'all mentioned a while ago, I didn't want nothing else in there except just straight salt, pepper, 
garlic, no additives, no fillers, no nothing, right? And um, they took off too. So, uh, you know, we just kept making videos. All of a sudden, we're like, okay, you can only make brisket so many ways, right? I get a kick out of some <laughs> of these guys that every video they make is only brisket, right? Uh, I mean, how much can you really uh, do with that? You know, yeah. you can only do ribs, barbecue ribs, so many ways, right? <laughs> Same thing with chicken. You smoke it, you grill it, you cut it, you do thighs, you do wings. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, we just decided to kind of change gears a little bit and added some of our good home cooking, the stuff that we know people everywhere like. And um, we had a restaurant. And, and so we knew a little bit about that side of the business and we had some good recipes and uh, plus my mom's recipes. And, you know, we just, we started to post some of that stuff um, and people just liked the recipes and, and the videos. And so here we are, you know, um, that's, that was like 2021, I think, when we kind of started doing that a little more often. And, uh, you know, we figured out that it, the algorithm monsters, what I call it, um, likes to eat. And if you just keep him fed, you know, he'll do good to you, you know. And uh, so we just started to do one a week, one a week, one a week. And it kind of got better. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, then we went to two a week. And after that was earlier this year or late last year. And. I mean, like I said, the rest is history. There was a lot of serendipity, serendipitous events that happened along the way that just things fell in place. And, and uh, you know, just to say uh, my, my kids were both in the photo video industry. And uh, so that helped us learn the whole yeah. camera side of things. Um, they still do the editing and uh, we just record. And uh, but we started with some cheap cameras right and and as things progressed and we got to make a little bit of profit with the rubs you know we bought a little bit better cameras and then we bought a little bit better cameras <laughs> bought lights and you know figured out that lights make the difference you know how yeah, things yeah. look and how you present uh i still suck at plating i think you know <laughs> but, you know i'm just not a chefy platey kind of guy you know i see some stuff and i'm like damn, that looks good, man. I wish I could do stuff like that, you know, but it's, uh, seems like we're always running by the seat of our pants, you know? Oh yeah. And, uh, we're doing things at the last minute. And, and, uh, so, but it's been a really, really, really fun ride. And, um, we've been very, very blessed. Uh, it's a little family operation between my wife, myself and our two kids, you know, and that's really all it is. And we're fortunate. We're still able to operate out of the house. We're getting to a point where like, okay, do we need to go rent a building? Do we need to buy another property? Do we need to hire an employee so that we can record more or at least take a little short vacation or something, right? Because uh, right now it's just me and Terry, right? Yeah. On the rub business side, I, I would like to figure out how to grow that uh, more, you know, store-wise, you know, different stores. And, um, you know, but it's, it's, it's just another challenge, you know, every day's something you know a different challenge and recording two videos a week is actually very very time consuming yeah in between normal daily life right and also running the business um you know both online and, and wholesale side so it's a huge challenge every day but it's fun we enjoy it we get to eat really good and write it off so that's another big plus <laughs> oh absolutely and, uh, you know, so it's it's good. It's good, John. It's really, really good, man. Oh, that's great. Uncle Steve, what's up? Matt Pereira, Joe, what's going on? Bill Purvis, Chicken Fried Barbecue is in the house. Guy Chisholm. Hi, Chicken Fried Barbecue. <laughs> James up, Pavia, awesome what's movie. up, Brother James? Schmitty. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, Tejano Cookies is in the house. Big Kano, what's up? Happy belated birthday, my brother. Uh, Gray Reiner, Randy Salinas, Big Salinas, Stephen Darlene Stander, what's happening? Then uh, we had another friend of yours, Ani, right here. JB, Mr. Jonathan Botton for Botton's hey, Barbecue. Hey, what's up, brother? All those guys are friends of mine. Love them all. I miss oh. my barbecue buddies. I really do. Oh. We haven't been able to cook my doing this other job over here. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're all coming out for you today, brother. Good. Well, Glad um, to see that. Appreciate you guys. Love y'all. Now with the get just on the seasonings real quick. You know, you had the Wow, which is the original, then the OG, right. and like you're saying, the OG is you know salt, pepper, and garlic. Right. And and you know and like you said with your with your YouTube all your videos, you know, you incorporate them all. 
And I try to. And um, to, you know, which, which is nice because if you really want to get the exact flavor, mm-hmm. use the exact product. Correct. You know, and then, you know, during the day by trade, I'm a mailman. So I'm out on the street all day and I'm constantly listening to podcasts. Yeah. And I laughed my ass off the other day. One of my podcasts I've always listened to was uh, Mr. Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you had had the video out on it, and he was talking with somebody. He's like, oh, the steak. And I'm cooking these steaks, and this, what's the name of the season? What's the name? OG. I'm like, boom. (laughs) There it is right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know. It, it's, it's that was wild. It really was uh, and unexpected, and uh, yeah. so we we're just like truly humbled and, and, and honored because uh, I like Joe Rogan a lot. I follow his, listen to his podcast every chance I get to. He's just he's my kind of guy, man. I yeah. love that dude. Yeah, yeah, and finally got himself down into Texas. So yes, you know yes. that's great. Uh, so with the with the cooking in the videos, you know, like I said. I spent the weekend with my wife watch showing her your videos and you know your salsa recipes and you have numerous ones on on top of numerous guacamoles also. Yeah. Um just, and we're coming. And yeah, there you go. And <laughs> she, she was in awe of the simplicity <clears throat> of making the salsa itself. And yeah. it's so versatile that you know you want it a little hotter, you know. I you, do. You add, a, <laughs> add a couple extra things, you know. Pl- you can really play with a great flavor on it, <laughs> and the yes. consistency of it, it is it consistency. What I'm looking for, you know, the thickness, the thicker, the thinner. Yeah. You know, you yes. could just pulse it and have it, you know, a regular style. Or you can really get it and have it more liquefied right on. for different things. What would be your all-time go-to salsa? You know, my my favorite uh, is a um, salsa roja. We call it right a red sauce, which incorporates mainly tomatoes, a little bit of serrano, and a few uh, um, chile de árbol, the little red dried peppers. Um, with that blend, and, and I'm a big cilantro lover, right? But I don't usually put cilantro in that salsa. I put it on the taco. Um, but a little garlic, a little onion, and those peppers right there. I mean, it's just, oof, man, that's my go-to. That's my favorite um, for everything. And I, I've always liked salsa verde, too. My other favorite was when we had the restaurants, when I learned how to make this one, uh, and I had a short video out on that one. That was one of our first sauces we put out. That was just straight up jalapeno and or serrano peppers yeah. with a little bit of garlic. Cook it, turn it into a really hot uh, salsa, which you can use a little or you can use a lot, depending on your you know your taste buds. Um, that's probably my other all-time favorite because it's simple and it doesn't change the flavor of the food. It just brings the heat, right? depending on how much heat you want. And so that's my other favorite. But when I want a little more savory, it's going to be the Roja. I never used to make a lot of salsa verdes. Uh, when I say that one, I mean like the one with the tomatillo. Um, we would make one here and there every once in a while, a real basic one that, that my mom shared with us. Uh, but when I started to do those, because people were asking for them, I was kind of amazed at how and I've said this online that, that, you know, every town, every home, every region does it a little bit different. And uh, so I've made probably four different ones now. I think we've got one coming up uh, that's a red and a green again. Uh, but it's a different recipe, right, than the other one we had. Um, and they're similar, but the flavor profiles are different. Um, and, and they're all good. They really are all good. And it really, what you said, simple. You know, it doesn't have to be that complicated. You know, when you're making them fresh, adding a little bit of salt and garlic, you know, I like pepper in mine. That's why I like the OG. Most salsas don't use pepper, but I've always done it in mine. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of works out for me that way. Um, But most of them are simple and they're easy to make. And um, 
the biggest question I get on those a lot of times is how long does it last in the fridge? Um, for me, the ones that we make, it, it, and I, I don't know exactly, I'm not a scientist, but I think if you have just the right amount of salt, um, you know, mine will last three weeks, sometimes a month if I make a really big batch. Yeah. And the secret is, for me, in my opinion anyway, the, the mason jar. You put it in a mason jar and you keep the lid on it. And the only time it comes out of the refrigerator is I'm going to use some. But I don't leave the jar out. I don't leave the lid off. I yeah. take what I'm going to use that day. Put the lid right back on, put it right back in the refrigerator so it doesn't change temperature, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the secret more than anything else. Uh, and because I've been to different homes where they'll take it out, leave it out for two hours, and then put it back in the refrigerator. That changes the the salsa or actually any meat you or, or food you leave out. You know, it comes up to 10 and you're trying to get it back down. Uh, so that's the secret to making it last longer, really. Yeah. Now, your videos... Are, are tremendous. You have you. so much fun. You know that we do. <laughs> they are they they're truthful. And you know you were saying that, you know it's you and Terry, and I forget which one it was you were making, and you were, you were cutting up some onion, and then you just hear in the background less onion. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, oh, Terry does said Terry says it's too much, and you put <laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah. off to the side. But yeah. it, it's it they're they're great, you know. <laughs> they're natural, you yeah. know. It's not a fully you know staged thing, you know. You slip up, you slip up. There was yeah. one salsa video, or I don't know if it was the salsa video. Anyway, you had. Band-Aids oh, on yeah. your fingers. <laughs> and right in the middle of the video, he goes, don't ask about the fingers. I did this for a video for you folks. So yeah, let's not the go truth. there. <laughs> you know. It's the truth. But, hey, man, I don't care who, who it is. If anybody cooks and uses knives, they're going to cut themselves sooner or later. It just happens, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I don't mind. You know, I don't hide nothing. You know, yeah. it is what it is. But a few, a few of the videos, you know, the ones I love – the most are the ones with you and your mother. Everybody you know, those my mother was a was really my insp inspiration with cooking. As growing up, always watching her cook, not necessarily yeah. helping, but just watching, catching yeah. things and things. So to see you there cooking with your mother, like the the tamale, the tamale yes. video, and you know, and she's giving it to you, you know. Way too thick. <laughs> Not even enough. Did, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, what I wouldn't yeah. give to have that opportunity. But yeah. I love the yeah. fact, um, you know, of those videos. But, you know. Yeah. So, Mom's but, great. Everybody sends me messages and they'll make it in the comments. We need your mom on there. We want to see more of your mom. <laughs> And we're fortunate that she lives with us, right? Yeah. So it's not hard to do most of the time. Oh, that's fantastic. But a lot of your videos, like we were saying earlier, are, you know, not necessarily taco-related, but it can be turned into a taco because yes. of the tortilla, which yes, I sure. love. And one of my favorites, I, I, got, I got two favorites right off the bat. The first one seems very, I have to try it out. It seems very rich and decadent. You, the chicharrones and salsa con huevos. Oh, man. That's so good. You definitely got to try that. Yeah. That is good. Now, you're literally taking the chicharrones <clears throat> and softening them in the salsa, you know, right warming on. it up. Yes. And it was, oh. You See, know. Down here, we have different kinds of chicharrones. Some are, are the cracklings, right? The real soft, mm -hmm. rich ones. And then the, there's different companies here that sell them even in the grocery stores here. Uh, and they might have a little bit of meat on them. Some are like really hard, some are somewhere in between. And uh, the ones that are kind of in between are the best. You know, they're not the soft cracklings, although those can work as well. You just rehydrate them and they taste great too. They're usually very salty, so you have to be careful with salt. But the other ones are not salty at all, so you can kind of doctor them any way you want. And uh, those are the ones we like to use. Yeah, that that was incredible. Then um, the other one is 
the bre- the breakfast migas. Now, can you tell everybody what migas is? Because <laughs> I and it's funny in that one video you told the story of you as a kid going to work the field with your dad. Yeah. And you, please, I, I don't want to tell your story. <laughs> <laughs> no, just that you know. I mean, migas uh, is basically a corn tortilla, either torn apart by hand into little pieces. Or cut up. We like to cut it with a knife and make like little one-inch squares with ours. And then you have the little frays on the ends too, around the edges. Uh, and we just fry them. Then you know you get some eggs, whisk up you know as many as you're gonna eat, and, and mix them all together. What we do, we cook the egg halfway first. If you put the migas in too soon, they get soggy. And uh, we still like a little crunch in that when we're taking the bite right, but. Um, basically that's all it is. It's a real simple corn tortilla. Now there's different types of tortillas in corn when it comes to corn. There's a lot of something people don't know. And I wouldn't even have known either, except that we owned a restaurant and that was when I learned it. Like down here, the company that make those tortillas, they make them a certain thickness and a certain diameter for the general public, what you buy in the grocery stores. Uh, and what you buy here at local meat market, they bring them fresh made wrapped in paper and they put them in these ice chests and you take a whole dozen or two when you buy your barbacoa or your Sunday meats or whatever. Right. Uh, but they also make thinner ones and different sizes and diameter for chips chip. You know, like when you yeah. buy corn chips at the store, uh, they're, they're usually a different thickness. And in the restaurant business, because you're making your own, the whole key is like workflow, right? I mean, you got to get them in, get them out quick because you're serving people, you're serving plates. So they make them a little bit thinner. And uh, so you cut them into, you know, the the shape, pie shape deal. And you just drop them in there and literally like in 30 seconds, they're done. You take them out, put them in a little basket, send them out to your customer. Fresh, 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 fresh. Man, they don't get no better than that. I guarantee <laughs> that. Those are the best for sure. Yeah. You know, but basically that's all it is. The migas are just corn tortillas, right? Uh, and you either tear them up or keep them up the way we do and, you know, fry them up. Uh, the whole key is to get them just right. The week before the video that we made at my son's house, we had recorded that video here at our house in McCown. My son lives in Austin. And, um, if you don't get them all out quick, um, they keep frying in the oil. And so that day I let them go a little too long. And by the time I went to get them and started to take them out, I didn't have my my big wire basket thing. Yeah. I, I, we couldn't find it right there and then. I didn't prepare ahead of time. And so I'm like using something else, you know, a slotted spoon, and I couldn't get them out fast. So they browned a little too much. They didn't burn, but they were a little too brown, right? And I kept telling my wife, they're okay. They'll be fine, you know. And she's like, no, they're burned. You don't want to do that. You don't want to show them that. I'm like, they're fine. You know? (laughs) And so we get to Austin a week later, and she's telling my son the story. And he goes, oh, man, let's re-record it. (laughs) That's the one we did in Austin. And uh, my dad used to not understand. I told that story that, you know, why? Because my mom would make them, right? When we were little, we'd be going out to work. And she'd put them in a flour tortilla. And, uh my dad was like, how does anybody put tortilla inside of a tortilla? And I was like, man, I thought they were pretty good. I liked them. I thought they were damn good, personally. Oh, and yeah. Good. You know, uh, you know, my, my wife and my, my kids, they love breakfast. So I got all types of plans coming up, you know, th- thanks to yeah. your recipes. Now, yeah. the one you just put up, the El Pastor. Oh my goodness! Oh man! Now, that now I've seen it done that. multiple ways. Now you went straight layers of pork. While I've seen other people, um, like my friend CJ, he cut two thick pieces of pineapple, right. one for each end. Then he cut like quarter inch slices and put them right. in between the pork. Yes. Now you did straight pork, and then you hung the pineapple. Right. Is there a real difference in that or the way the pineapple would cook or? Uh, honestly, I mean, that was just kind of a last minute uh, thing. I mean, we've cooked pineapples hanging. The That's really more of a show, honestly, than anything else. 
Uh, we do a lot of outdoor cooking here, me and my friends, when we've done these events. And the whole pineapple hanging thing is really more of a show than anything. But it does cook with the heat and the cold, and it does taste amazing when you cook it that way. The other way, I mean, when you have it on the pork like that, it's it's good, but it doesn't have the same flavor you know, as when you hang it by itself and let it cook on its own. It didn't actually drip like I thought it was going to or anything. Um, and, and traditionally, it's not normally done in between the layers. Some restaurants do it, very few. But most of the time, they, they have it on top, right? And they'll cut a piece, drop it in the taco as it goes out the, you know, the kitchen or stuff. Um, but there's, you know, that's always been my saying is there's no right way. There's no wrong way. You do it the way you like. And whatever works for you, enjoy it, you know, and be happy with what you're doing. Um, I actually, uh, you know, we always cook a lot like that. And so we had a bunch left over and I vacuum packed it, right? Well, guess what I had for dinner last night? And uh, so I, I took the big vacuum pack and, and I had kind of layered it in sort of little chunks, mm -hmm. sections, right? So I broke off one chunk, re-vacuum packed it, stuck it in the freezer and I heated up one. But, man, I was pissed because I didn't have any pineapple. We almost always have pineapple. I love pineapple. And last night we didn't have any, so I was like, shit. You know? <laughs> and uh, so I'm looking in the pantry, like, and I'm looking at a can of peaches, right? And I'm like, yes, no, yes. Ah, hell no. It doesn't go with <laughs> So I didn't do the peach. Instead, I just, you know, heated it up. I added, a, you know, the salsa, and then I added more salsa in my taco and the cilantro and stuff. But that's it. But, oh. uh, yeah. Even reheated, man, that was fantastic. Really good. Yeah, really I'm good. gonna, I'm gonna do a. Um, uh, I think we're gonna do a run of it um, this weekend on uh, on my pit. I have an old, um, you know, my stick burner, but on my trailer, but on the other side, I have an open pit grill with a rotisserie. Right on. So I, you know, I'll I'll throw some good old Texas post oak in there and. You know right what I have, and, and let it go, and give it a shot, because we have a sure. we got a big competition coming up in a couple of weeks, up in up in Maine, and uh, there's a there's a People's Choice, so um, uh, that, that that's a good idea. I will say this, and just a little pro tip: definitely more pineapple. The pineapple just balances that whole thing out, and just creates, you know that. You know, like when you eat Asian food and it's got the, the what's it called, sour, sweet and sour? Yeah. It's it's kind of that effect, not the same flavor, but that effect where it's like kind of sweet, but still you have the adobo flavor from the chili pepper yeah. and it's just like, and the meat, you know, and when you cook it then direct the way we did with real fire, the flavor, you know, of the fire is another element in there that just like really seals the deal, man. And it's just fantastic because a lot of people you know, cook tacos al pastor like that, but they'll do it in a pan or on a flat top and just kind of griddle the meat after they, you know, marinate it in the adobo. Uh, and, and it's good that way too, but it's nothing like cooking it with a fireman. And, you yeah. know, it's not the same. Fire's where it's at, you know. Whether it's a pellet grill or a real fire, you want some kind of smoke in there. That really seals the deal, in my opinion. Oh, fantastic. And that pineapple, fantastic too. The pineapple's fantastic. With some real fire put to it. It really is. Yeah. Kyle, what's up? Lep, what's happening? Simon, what's going on? Junior, Harold, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in, boys. I have to ask, well, I have two have to ask two questions. One, how did your dance come about? My dance? Yeah. When you get excited <laughs> in a, a video and you That's do your one. dance. That's a good question. And, and, and I'm happy to answer that because a lot of people think that I'm covering Kent Rollins, right? Kent Rollins. Uh, I think he always does a little dance too. I've seen him once or twice. And uh, But it's not true. I mean, I was in the car business, like I said earlier, for a long time. And I, I had a salesman that every time he would make a big sale, he'd get real excited and he would start to dance like that, you know, and that's where I got it from, okay. you know. Uh, it just, I always thought it was cool. When we'd have a good month, then we would all dance, just have fun with it. So it's just, that's where that came from originally. I got it from one of our salespeople, you know, when, when we were in the car business. And uh, it was just, so it's just, to me, 
it's just a sign of happiness, you know, like, oh, I'm excited, I'm happy because it turned out fantastic, right? And uh, when you make that uh, Tacos al Pastor, send me a video of you dancing because I know you're going to dance. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I will, Adi. My second... It's that good, man. The, the, the next question is, you know, with all the traveling, you know, we all do, and we always like to try a new barbecue restaurant, you know, barbecue trailer. Yes. You are known as Mr. Half Pound. Is the half do you think the half pound order is the way to go? I'm gonna say yes, because if you just get one slice and you know as a barbecue person that you're getting pork or a rib or a slice of brisket, you know, you don't know where it's coming from most of the time, especially if they're behind at the the window at a trailer they're not it's not like a regular restaurant where they're slicing it right in front of you and you're seeing it and you can say hey go ahead and give me the other piece behind that one or can you bring it from the other side of the brisket you know you can actually do that in a lot of restaurants but when it's coming from back behind the window and the trailer you don't really know um number one that's one reason uh the other reason is of course I'm probably going to eat a quarter pound by myself, but I want to share some with my wife too. <laughs> and so I need to get a little more. And uh, the third thing is, and I'm saying this for people that may uh, also create content or want to do videos and stuff like that. It just looks better when you have a, lot, a bigger spread, yeah. you know, in the picture and the video and whatever, it looks better that way too. And, you know, people think that I eat too much, but I really don't. It's it's more about just tasting the different things. And um, then we wind up saving the rest. We'll either share it with our neighbors or with the family or somebody. Else. Yeah. Sometimes I bring it home and freeze it, you know, and then eat it later. Hey, nothing you know, wrong so with that. You can't throw food away, man. It's too dang expensive. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. But, Ani, thank you so much. I, I appreciate this. Um you know, it was an honor to talk to you. Now, it is pitmaster.us is yes, the website to get all your merchandise and the rubs. Yes, sir. And then it's pitmasterclass.us to get all your all your classes. On the, the online classes, yes, sir. Very good. Now, we, go ahead. I was going to say, and and uh, we did do, for those of you that are taco lovers, we just did uh, last weekend, we were in Austin, and we went to five food trailers and tried a bunch of different things. Y'all stay tuned for that. That's a good one, too. Uh, different styles, different trailers, different names for the tacos. Um, I got to say, I'm impressed. I was really impressed. I was very uh, surprised. I mean, that's the cool thing about eating out sometimes uh, is that, Everybody does things just a little bit different, but it can still be very good, you know, and it's just like going to your neighbor's camp at a cook-off and theirs always tastes better than yours. Even though you just got first place, you wonder why, because theirs tastes better yep. for whatever weird reason, right? It's just that way. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Ex exactly. You know, at a cook-off, the food is always going around. Breakfast, lunch, yeah. dinner, snacks, whatever. You know that that's the beautiful thing about what we what we do the food the friendships the family the camaraderie yes. you know everyone in, is willing to help each other at any given moment and uh, you know and I, I think we're all truly blessed to have found barbecue and I agree. to take our journeys to wherever it's taken us and enjoying the ride on the way. But where can everybody find you social media-wise? You know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Everything is uh, Arnitex, A-R-N-I-E-T-E-X, at Arnitex. Um, and we did recently get finally our little blue dot, you know, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I don't know if we have it on TikTok yet or not, but try to find that one. And this is another thing with when you start to grow a little bit on social media, Everybody wants to copy you and clone you. And, and uh, so when you go search Arnie Texas, you might see 20 different Arnie Texas. And it's my picture. <laughs> they, they, they download my picture and put my picture on their profile. And uh, that's another, the struggle is real challenge yeah. that goes on on a daily basis, trying to keep those things at bay. And uh, then they're trying to sometimes deceive your followers 
in the comments by saying, hey, you want a prize, you know, send me a link here or touch this link or whatever. So uh, we never, ever, ever try to tell people to tap any kind of link in comments or anything like that. Um, so look for the blue dot on IG and Facebook. Uh, YouTube uh, also has a couple of copycats. So just try to find the right one, I guess. I don't know how to explain it because it's at Arnie text. It's one word, A-R-N-I-E-T-E-X. Some of them will space it out yeah. or they'll spell it just a hair different or whatever. But yeah, that's how you find this Arnie text at Arnie text. Beautiful. Check them out. Follow them. The content is great. The recipes are incredible. And uh, Ani, thank you so much. I truly appreciate this. I'm going to close this out and I'll jump back in with you for just a second. Okay. Thank, thank you. you so much. Appreciate you guys having us. It's an honor. Oh, anytime. Open door. Open door. Thank you. Awesome, Chrissy. He's so, fun. he's so fun. He's so fun. He's so genuine. What you see yeah. is what you get. Yeah. The videos are incredible. I know. I was watching the them today. The recipes <laughs> are amazing. Yeah. And yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I was so I was so thrilled when I got in contact, and I'm happy to join. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome because, like I said, he's been a, a real inspiration on the stuff I do. But next week. Oh yeah. Five years to the day. To the day. August 8th, 2018 was episode one. 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 Well, technically it was episode two. Long story. We did a quick little run. Of, run we did a quick little run through to get, figure out the thing. And that technically set up the first episode. If you look. On like oh, all we things. Call, it says it's not episode two. one. And we all call those episode zero in the business, so it's still it's still episode, episode one. one. But five years to the day, awesome. we got we got the boys coming in, going down memory lane. What everybody's been up to, you know. Greg is busy with his catering. Mike's crushing it with the trailer. C Mac mm -hmm. is was in Ohio at a MC in the Egg Fest this weekend. All the in. You know, catch up with Crawdaddy, hopefully. Just see what everybody's up to. Yeah. But five years, tune in. Wow. But that's it for this week, folks. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook, YouTube. YouTube, hit that subscribe button, notification bell. Have all the episodes right there at your fingertips. Find all the social media links listed down below. Questions and comments, please send it to Pit Life BBQ Podcast at gmail.com. Like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. And until next week, keep the smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.